Welcome to the family special guest, Dave Fulton, Brandon Simon, JB, Andy Brant Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back, kick things off with Dave Fulton. Great to see you again. It's been a while. Five years. It's been five years. We'll be back in five seconds, not five years. Right back. (laughs) Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. Adjusters flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. That works. It's been good. (laughs) It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Cassie kind of rocks out on Fridays. That's good, though. That's a good thing. Dave Fulton, five years. Five years, man. I can't believe that. Five years. So why five years? Where have you been? I know you where you've been, but why didn't you come back and see us? Don't take it personal, man. I am. I'm taking it personally. What happened? Well, five years ago, 2014, we, my wife and I, were just starting the process to adopt a child. Oh, that's cool. And, um... So yeah, we um, we went through all that, which was uh, horrible, and then um, it was horrible. Yeah, the process is horrible. Really? Oh god, I man. didn't know that. Really bad, really bad. The um, and then three years ago, my dad passed away. Oh god. So I had to deal with all that. Yeah. And um, and then you go, hey Dave, you're going to go to Minneapolis in six months, and you go, well, I'm thinking about it, and they're like, oh, you want to go to Amsterdam? Yeah, I'm going to gig in Amsterdam if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah I understand. I'm going to do that one. <clears throat> but um. Yeah, yeah, we we uh, um, that's the big thing. I'm a dad. Uh, we adopted a little boy in London, um, and it's I, I talk about it in the show. The uh, yeah, the it's crazy because everybody wants white girls. They can't. Keep, they want white girls. They cannot keep white babies on the shelf. I right? wonder why that is. <laughs> yeah, Not the boys though. Just they the girls. fly off the shelf, you know. And if I was a parent, <laughs> off the if shelf. I was a parent and I had a miss, you know, disruptive little girl, I'm like, you have any idea how much we can get for you? <laughs> <I'm> dope, <man>. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we, we, we wanted a boy, and we wanted it under the age of two. And 
And it's weird because social services, because it's not like here, there's not a lot of money to pay. But you have to be screened because they want to make sure you don't sell it. You know, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. <laughs> and they, um, it was crazy because they're uh, um, why you're, you're like we want this, this is kind of what we want. This is the parameters we're healthy, blah blah blah, under age two. And they always kind of do the um, oh that's really great. And we go well, we got a little girl from uh, India. She's seven and her and her legs on backwards and she has a lovely smile. And you're like, well, no, we don't. <laughs> well, we, no. You know, uh, I'm sorry, but you know, you know, oh, okay, all right. Well, we have we have another little little boy. He's uh, he's 11 and he and he starts fires, but. But he's, <laughs> no, no, we no, no we want to yeah. No. So, um, but the fact that we didn't we didn't specify you know authenticity, we were like yeah, we, you know, we'll, that's what we want and mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for. And my wife is is uh, London born and raised, uh, so she's you know I, multicultural like you can't believe and yeah. You know, but working class like I mean working class here is kind of like yeah well no working class you know lower working class which she's from. Um, is like dirt poor, like yeah. you know, using yeah. cardboard to wipe your ass, that kind of stuff. That's and, not uh, good. Not <clears throat> so yeah, we um, uh, and I was like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll go along with that. So um, uh, yeah, long story short, short, we uh, we adopted a, a little boy and his uh, his mother's second generation Jamaican and his father's uh, from Nigeria. So mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah, JB's his name. He's sitting right down there. I missed you. Oh God, he's gorgeous. Yeah, is he that happy always? Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah, he is. Um, I don't want to mess with your phone. It went no, off. No. I was going to show it to the, other uh, people. Yeah, he start uh, pushing buttons on your <laughs> phone. You know? He's uh, he's just this happiest little kid. He's he, a um, cute little kid. That's great. And um, he's just got a ton of energy on him. Um, he doesn't, and he doesn't back off. I mean, he. Uh, I told him the other day. I said, "Yeah, he's just always, yeah, he's hell on wheels. He's always moving around and." And somebody said, uh, well, geez, David, is it because he's black? And I'm like, no, it's because he's six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it has nothing well, yeah. to do with it. You know, that kind of thing. Does so, it mean he moves around like because he's black? They yeah, asked me yeah. that. <laughs> I asked JB the same thing. Yeah. He said, no, it's not. That's because of that. <laughs> yeah. So he, um, and of course, you know, he's, he's kind of going, you know, uh, he's, he's putting everything two to two together. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, mommy, dad, I come from your tummy. And we're like, no, you came in. We named the, the birth mother's name. And um, we said, well, what, what happened was, you know, you know, mommy chose daddy, and uh, daddy chose mommy. Like I had a choice, and um, <laughs> he didn't get a vote. And then we found you, and we and we became a family. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, and he, you know, we we I've taken him back to Idaho three times, and didn't have to arm up. That was kind of cool. And God, um, good, good. There've been parts of Idaho, other uh, parts maybe. North Idaho. North Idaho is is the um, yeah. It's uh, North Idaho is it's turning into the Republican. Lake Tahoe, you know, in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Coeur d'Alene's gotten that that big. Uh, the, <coughs> yeah, really I mean, it's, well, it's, it's always been conservative. The thing is, the yeah, weird, that's true. The weird thing about that, it's been conservative, but not like alt right. You know, right? There were some people that came in um, with uh, with money, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna do this and this and this." And the people in, in Idaho were like, "Well, we're not really into that," you know, because you're more. Uh, you're out of your mind, and we don't do that. And Where did, um, How do you get a flip? I've been looking for a flip phone. I want a flip phone. Oh, this is a burner, man. I got this at, like, Safeway oh, for, for $10. Yeah, that's my burner. Because if I, I, if I use my it. iPhone, which is for the U.K., <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like a dollar a minute. With a burner, it's like, that's I love flip phones. Yeah, so I, yeah I'm like, I mean, um, yeah. This thing in your pocket is a pain in the ass. It's Ooh. too big. This is an iPhone 5, and this, it took me a long time to get to this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you and I are a lot alike there. Right? Yeah, it's I not like a reason. What's that? No, I was going to say, I have an old flip phone I don't use. I have a sidekick I don't use. All what's, those, a, what's a sidekick? That was the one that slid. Open. Oh, slid over? Yeah. yeah. yeah and you had the keyboard. But I had, 
But I, I, had just, a, I have a flip phone, too. You know, what do you have, a suitcase in your pocket? I hate how big this thing is. Well, they, um, they got to a point where they wouldn't take them back and trade. Anymore. Oh, really? So yeah, because they're good yeah. Right. So I just started collecting <laughs> these old phones because I knew at some point they would become nostalgic. Yeah, guys, I've got like three Motorola Razors. One those things. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple of those. Yeah. <laughs> three of them. Yeah. Did you ever have one of the originals that were like this big and they looked like a brick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the no. Shoe, yeah, no. So anyway. But you know, there's, there's a company in the UK that will take that phone, gut it, and put modern technology in it. Really? Yeah, so when you look at it, it's got a little, um, uh, like a smartphone screen on it, so you can, you know, do everything. Really? But when you pull it out, it looks like the old brick phone. Yeah, those things were unbelievable. Yeah. They weighed about 800 pounds. It was like $12 a minute, you know, one of those. $12 a minute, yeah. that's exactly. Hold on, I need to make a call. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, because I left, I was driving a convertible, and I ran into the grocery store and didn't even think about it. I left, because I wasn't used to having a phone, mm. you know, at that time. I left the phone in the car, and I got back, and somebody stole the phone. But the great part of it is I went back to go in the store, and I saw it on the ground. In other words, it was such a pain in the ass, he just threw it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We stole this, but we don't want it. Well, for, for the longest time, I had a Samsung B2710. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it looks like a candy bar. It's a brick. you know. And I tell people, you know, if I ever want to bully you with my phone, I'll just, you know, because it's waterproof, shockproof, I'll just, you know, set it on vibrate, wrap it on bob wire, hammer it up your ass, <laughs> <laughs> and then, then call myself every five minutes and watch you bleed out on the pavement like, <laughs> like an Ebola victim. So, and I love that phone for a long time, but, you know, it, I just finally, people are going, look, you can get the emails, like, I don't care about the emails. But I I got this because now I'm actually getting work off the back of it, you know, because, you know, oh, yeah. I get alerts and this, that, and the other. And I mean, it's not like I don't have it to just suddenly film racist. I don't have it like that. But, no. Um, but. Which uh, you you guys are in America are way into. We get some of the best, you know, <laughs> smartphone racist footage yeah. in, in, in Europe. It's just like, wow, look at this lady, you know. <laughs> oh, you mean the lady at the, uh, where, where was she? In, in was Charlottesville. Or, Charlottesville, yeah. Yeah, you know, I well, have black friends, but these two ladies are, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I said what it to and he got all mad. Yeah. I just don't get it. But now, why in 2019 would you ever drop the big N ever again? Yeah. Why would you do that? Uh, yeah. It makes um, no sense. Well, yeah, it, it's. <clears throat> I, I, um, being in North Idaho, we had the Aryan Nations, and they used to have. Oh, yeah. That's they right. had parades for Hitler's birthday every now oh, and then. Oh, In the late 70s, early 80s, oh. you know. That little compound 18 miles north of town, and. And so I was a little bit worried about bringing my son home, but it was—they're gone. They got sued. They're—they're they're out of there. And, oh, good. Um, well, that's good. So it's, um, yeah. You just wonder. And then, and somebody said, "Well, Dave, why don't you, you know, ever thought about moving back? Because I got property there." And uh, I said, "I think about it, but then, you know, um, I, I can't afford the insurance here because we got national insurance there." Right, right. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. based on your income. So I essentially pay somewhere between, I uh, like, you know, U.S. money wise, about twelve, twelve to fourteen hundred bucks a year for full oh, coverage. Oh, that's phenomenal. Full coverage. And um, and it's not the disaster you see online, and you're like, oh, you can't pick this, you can't pick that. You oh, to, yeah. There's a you know death list and all that kind. Of, my mother-in-law is 93, and they still treat her. I don't know why, but they still do. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing yeah. is, is you know, I, I don't want my son coming home from school and going, oh, daddy, we had another shooters drill. 
You know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. you know, can, all the yeah. kids are carrying bulletproof rucksacks. Can I have one? <laughs> I'm like, no. You know, and I don't want him waiting for me outside of Walmart and have some crazy white guy shoot him in the face because, you know, he was like waiting for my dad. You don't, and, you You've know. got too much melanin. You have to go. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you know, like, where, where do you get this privilege? You're like, oh, from a white guy. And then you can just point to me and go, I got it from him right there. That, <laughs> yeah. There's the guy so, right there. I'm going to turn him into a black redneck if I can. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's already got a cowboy hat. Yeah, That's a good no. start. No, good he loves start. it. Yeah, yeah. loves his cowboy hat. I just think it's, I don't know. First of all, I've always liked your viewpoint on the world anyway, because you tend to be very honest. A lot of, not a lot of honesty anymore. Well, you know what? You know, I'm really tired of is is not only that people aren't willing to be honest, but people there's no accountability. No, you God, no. No, 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 no. I've noticed I've, I've backed way off of Facebook stuff because people will say stuff, and I'll just go, "That's that's not true." Right. And then you go, "Where'd you get that?" And you go, "Well, look, I'm not going to send you this. You know, Google what I just said. You'll find out that, or I'll put the link up. Oh, that's not true. It's fake. And you just kind of, you know what? Nobody's ever gone. Wow, thanks. Wow, I didn't oh, no. know that. That's amazing. No, no, there's none of that. Yeah, so I, I, there's no accountability, and 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 starts from the top down. We have the the president will say something, and half the world is going what, and and then they'll show you know, he'll reverse this thing, and they'll go. Oh, by the way, four days ago, four hours ago, four minutes ago, you said this. Now you reverse that. Are you admitting that you were wrong? And he'll go no. No, oh, I, no, 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 no. He's yeah. he's always been he like has that, no though. humility. He he learned that no. from 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 Cohen. Um, his uh, uh, Almost, yeah. the old fixer his dad had, yep. <clears throat> you know, because he, he, he was there all the time to help him out. To, you know, when they got in trouble for not renting the black people, they always come up with some excuse, yeah, and kind that, of stuff. Yeah. So, but Cohen taught him, you know, always double down, never, never back down. Always, you know, if you're wrong, just keep going, just keep blowing through it, and eventually yep. people will go. Huh, wait, wait, wait. Well, that, you got Cohen over there, and then you got Sololinsky on the on on the other side who was yeah. resist, 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 and don't agree with anybody ever. Yeah, like God, get laid. Yeah, you know, go and have sex, have a nice time, and calm down. Yeah, go into the go into the, like. Well, you know, like I'm sure Ruth Bader Ginsburg could give a wicked hand job <laughs> <laughs> with, those, with, high, a, with those claw-like. You oh, know. that's so sad. She's what is 91 now? Or oh, she said, yeah. "How old is she?" I love her. She's great. Yeah. She, well, she's an opinionated person for about four foot nine. She yeah, really is. Yeah, she does a good job. Have you ever been in the Supreme Court? Uh, what are you saying? The room? No, oh, not no. you. I mean, not the. Not no, understand. no, I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't. It's it, it, when you walk in there, it's hilarious because there are nine chairs at the you know where they sit, and there's four here, one here, and four here. Right. Because she's so small, they had to give her this massive chair <laughs> so she could be at head height with everybody and, else. And look over the over the table. Right. Exactly. It was nice. phenomenal. It's like Ruth must sit there. Yeah, she does. Well, I like the fact that she was friends with um, uh, Scalise, whatever. You yep. know, and yep. and they were completely yep. polar opposites, but they shared a love for uh, for opera. And so when they were yep. done with work, they went off. And we don't see that anymore. We don't see the. Uh, that was a great world then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and then it's um, God. Who's the other guy? You know, Pelosi, who is just you know, she's like this weird viper in the corner who just <laughs> just goes. She's seen everything, done everything. Just you know, got has enough money to you know write a check to God, and and so when she gets threatened or this and other, she just kind of goes, yeah, okay, you know. Oh, and, she and does. And the hand clap, like, good for you, oh, good for yeah, you. She does, yeah. yeah, look who's sitting at the big boys' table. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then when people attack Cummings, they're like, won't you go back? And like, Cummings, for Christ's sakes, the man was part of the civil rights. You got to cut him some slack here. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime somebody from the military comes up and they're like, well, thank you for your service, thank you for your service. You got to look at Cummings, going, Jesus, man, yeah. you know, you voided bricks and guns and everything in our own country. Yep, and and we're 
we're we're falling all over the guys. Thank you for your service. You know the reason he got in the military is because he stole a car, and it was either that or going to jail. Going to jail, <laughs> a lot you of that, a lot of times. So I don't. So I'm, I'm getting trouble because the uh, you know, oh you don't respect the military because you weren't in it. I'm like That's... no, I studied. I stayed in school. I got a degree and. And then, um, yeah, so and yeah, I got a lot of friends of mine in the military, and they're going to get mad at me for that. But They're not going to get mad at you. If they're real military people, they think it's funny. Well, they're mad at me because I, I can shoot better than them. That's well, see, problem. there you go. <laughs> well, you're from Idaho. Yeah. Well, that's another, I got a buddy of mine who has a uh, comedy club, Mark Tug, and he has these comedy clubs in the, in the U.K. called the Glee's, uh, Glee Clubs, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was working for him before Christmas, and he hey, how's your son? I go, oh, pretty good. How's your boy? And he's like, oh, he's good. He's like seven. Yeah, this Christmas we're getting him a PlayStation, you know, because he's into that, and we think mm-hmm. it's time for him to get into the video game thing and i go ah that's not gonna happen and he's like what do you mean i'm like well look i'm not into it you yeah. know <clears throat> i don't i don't have any problem else to do it my wife doesn't want to do it we're not gonna buy it we're not gonna spend 300 you know pounds on a, on, a, on a video game he's like well, what if he wants to play i'm like well we can go to his friend's house he's yeah. like so you're okay with him playing call of duty i'm like no he goes well how are you gonna stop it i said look if he wants to play call of duty or you know grand theft auto 5 or something we'll go back to idaho we'll get all my guns out of storage i got seven and we'll shoot them all, you know. Yeah, you I, this is what it is. This is a forty-five. This is an AR-15. This is a Winchester Model 94. Oh yeah, that hurts when you get and pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah it does. you know. This is a <laughs> real. This sure. is the real deal. And then you can go back and say, "Hey, get this," and he'll go, "I shot a real one of those." And then they'll turn the game off. And go really? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, different deal. Not my first time I ever shot because I have a, a Glock 22, which is a forty caliber right. handgun. It actually hurts to shoot that thing. It's just so incredibly powerful. Like, <laughs> Man, yeah, I've got I've got ACP forty five, um, Colt 1911 and it's got uh, I've got uh, magazines got eight in a clip. And normally it's seven in a clip, one down mm-hmm. the pipe, and um, yeah, I used to shoot competitively and all that kind of stuff. I love it. And I uh, was going to get hired to do some contract work out of that country, and that didn't come through. So uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I have six I have six uh, handguns, and I've never killed anyone. I know it's a You're busy. due. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take a break. Be right back. One <laughs> with Dave Fulton at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Vilsky. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. You I still are. never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today 
or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Apparently he lived through that. We were talking about John Wick 3. It was an outrageous movie, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of funny, Dave. I just thought of something, because when I walked in, he kind of looked at me like, who are you? But I didn't realize, like a year and a half ago, I lost 92 pounds. Yeah. Then I walk in, and you're looking like, who's that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I went, oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, it's like you left your Tom suit at home. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm 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 becoming aged, so you got to try to live longer. You know, you know I got friends of mine. They um you know smoke too much and then they and they drink way too much and they, and they yeah. eat a lot of fried food and they're, you know, seventy pounds past their target weight and um and then they turn fifty and like well time to get in shape. <laughs> <laughs> like you started when you were twelve. I don't know. I'm like, well, what are you doing? I'm eating bro. I got one friend of mine. I'm eating a lot of broccoli. I go, are you still drinking? Oh, yeah, just eating broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of smoke, a lot of drinking. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, okay, so now you're farting. That's all you're... <laughs> you know what's amazing about that? You mentioned because I cannot eat broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, or cabbage because it makes me sick. Really? Yeah. See, I can't eat bell peppers, red, green, yellow bell oh, peppers. Oh, my wife's the same way. Oh, Catherine, my God. Oh, yeah. she will vomit. Oh, I don't it. vomit. What happens is is my whole lower digestive system just goes, all right, everybody out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much your mom and, and Alex, too, right, Andy? Yeah. I was, I, was doing bell peppers. Sh- I was doing shows in Mumbai, and we were in the, um, we were in the hotel, so we're watching some soccer games, and I was really hungry. I said, hey, do you got some chips, you know, french fries? They went, yeah, yeah. So they bring the chips out, and I'm eating these things, and I'm just, like oh, watching God. this. And then oh, I, got, I took no. a bite and went, oh, what is that? And I broke it in half, and they, they had, it was uh, potatoes and green bell peppers. Oh. oh. So I, I spit it out. I'm like, okay. But I kept eating the potatoes. Unfortunately, they fried the two together, yeah. so yeah. the oil from yeah. the bell peppers got on the mm-hmm. potatoes. Right. And I, we just got in there that night. And the next morning I got up and I'm like cramped up and I'm yep. sitting on the toilet for six hours. And I thought, my God, did it, you know, did I get the deli belly thing already? <laughs> I mean, I shit so much I found a new G spot. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Catherine's the same way. She cannot touch him. And I, and I still don't. Why did, because I'm assuming, I don't know, when were, when were French fries invented? When, when were chips invented? Because. Uh, why I would assume they were in England before they were in America, or maybe not. Well, the thing, the way they do it in in the UK is they they cut the they cut the potatoes mm-hmm. and then they blanch them. Oh, okay. yeah, put them okay. in hot water and okay. then they fry them, and, oh, okay. and that gets them you know uh, soft and inside and crispy on the outside. If you just cut you know uh, potatoes out in the French fries, dump them in the fry vat, it ain't gonna work. I love that stuff so much. We you know we traveled in, back in the day when Andy and Alex were little kids and. And we, that, you know, the, the, the chips, no, those the, those are not potato chips. Those are crisps. What are crisps? The potato chips are crisps. Yeah. Well, what are chips? French fries. Well, why aren't they French fries? And then the other thing, we... Suddenly it's Abbott and Costello. Who's on first base? Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> so we're in Scotland, and we have a, have a woman watching the kids. Why well, yeah, I'd go golfing and Catherine go, you know, hang out with her friends or whatever. So there was this wonderful Scottish woman, Scots woman, that was watching the kids. And... I, at the time, didn't even know this. But back at home, we always ask our little kids, you want to take a nappy? All and right. Of course, that's a diaper in yeah. Scotland. But they're like, you, you kids want a nappy? And she's looking at me like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> I was that that part of it. I really how how language changes from place to place by uh, being a completely different thing. I love it. I, I still giggle when people need yeah. an eraser and they go, uh, "Dave, you got a rubber." <laughs> well, yes. Look at this circle in my wallet. It's been there a long time. A woman asks you to go. Okay, lock the door. <laughs> That's right. You have a rubber. But you know, in Scotland, you, you they uh, they deep fry Mars bars and uh, and pizzas and all kinds of stuff like that. That's and, where the um, Minnesota State Fair got all those. Ideas. They do it all here now. Really? At the yeah. State Fair. Yeah. Deep fried candy bars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean it's, everything. Oh. Nah. I tell you what though, uh, England, Scotland, Ireland, Italy, everywhere I've ever been in Europe, love the people. They're the nicest people. Yeah. You'll like this story, I think. So we're at Turnberry, Scotland. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And Gervon is just south of there. And there's a little kitty park there. There's little rides and attractions and all kinds of stuff. So my wife said, do you mind taking Andy and Alex down to the kitty park? I said, no, that'd be great. So we get down there and we get out of the car and we'll walk it over. And there's a guy who's about five feet tall. And he's smoking a cigarette, and he's scowling at me. <laughs> I'll never forget this. And I realize the reason he's scowling at me is because of pricks like me bringing their kids to the kiddie park is why he has to be there with his kids. Right, right. So jerks <laughs> like you, that's why I'm here. He didn't say that, but I could see by the look in his eye. <laughs> and as I'm walking up, he's smoking, he's still staring at me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, how you doing? And he goes, None of your feckin' business. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like this much bigger than him. I just didn't care, man. I loved it. I absolutely love Scotland, Ireland, England. We stayed in Mayfair. What a gorgeous place Oh, yeah, yeah, nice neighborhood. Yeah. Except I love the fact that they have uh, three, four corners, and three of them have a Starbucks on the oh, on three of the corners. <laughs> it's like, what? God. You was weird. When I first started going over there, there was a, um, a coffee, a chain coffee company called the Seattle Coffee Company. Yeah, well, yep, yep. And, uh, but it's not like the one here. It was like right. their own one. Mm-hmm. And it was a, started by a couple who had spent some time in Seattle and really liked the coffee community thing. So they, they got a loan. They set up a couple of these things. Mm-hmm. And they had... I don't know, maybe a dozen around London or eight around mm-hmm. London. So when Starbucks came in and said, okay, we want to set up in, in London, you know, all over the UK for that matter, they went to these guys and said, we love your locations. We want to put a Starbucks in. And they, uh, what do you want for them? Because it, it was a years ago. There's a great oh. article about them. So the couple went, well, we've worked really hard on this. And we have a big community here. And we don't want you to fire any of the people because they're really good. And they said, no, no, no. We'll just put our sign out front and put what we do in, but we'll keep your people. And they go, okay, then what do you want for it? And they just went, they weren't into it. Oh, so they wrote a piece, no. a number on a paper and went, that, you know, and the things. And Starbucks went, okay. And they went, oh, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like, it was the money. It was one of those things where if you, you don't say no, yeah. you just name a price. Right, and they went, right. fine. <laughs> and, um, and they said, yeah, we're really happy. You know, we, we made, you know, gobs of money on this and, and we're all good with it. But there you go. by the way, the little kitty thing in the UK, they call it a fun fair. Fun fair, yeah. yes, that's which, right. Is, that's right. which is ironic because yeah. they're not fun and they're definitely not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I took my son to one. It was in the in the grounds near us, and um, and you know they, they're hardworking people and they travel with it. They got mm-hmm. nice nice caravans and trailers and stuff, and uh, and just spent all this money. And, and he's six, so he's on the ones that spin and shit. Yeah, they're and, right. Exactly. Yeah, and you know yep. I'm in my fifties, so I'm like nah, I don't want to spin. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah. happens with your inner ear when oh, you're an yeah. adult. Oh, so yeah. they put us on this thing called the whirlwind, where you sit in this round kind of couch that's open in the front, and you we're going around. It's kind of it goes over a little hump and it spins a little bit and it goes rocks back the other way. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out one of the guys running it recognized me as a comic. Uh-oh. So one of the things they do is they stand behind it and they grab the railing and they spin you. Yeah, and he spun me so much I got off the thing and I'm just like. 
I lost it. I was like projectile. <laughs> I would do the same oh, thing. Oh, man. I was yeah. just I losing. Would. I was throwing up food I hadn't eaten yet. <laughs> I would do the same thing. I can't do it. As a matter of fact, now, uh, I'm at the age where, uh, because it has to do with these little stones in your ear canals. They yeah. get out of whack. Yeah. Apparently. yeah. I, don't, I don't remember what they're called, but, but mine have to be adjusted about once a year now, right? And I can always tell when I need to have my, my and they do a good job. It doesn't take very long to readjust them. But I can tell because when I lay down at night and go to sleep, I look up and the wind, the ceiling starts going around and circling. I'm like, oh, time to get back in and have my stones adjusted. Hey. Like your stones. How'd they do it in the old days? Just like slap you? I don't know. Just I mean, starts uh, smashing rocks against you? You know, grog not good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, they all, they all died at 27 anyway, so I suppose uh, maybe it never happened, yeah. I, I guess. But And I don't know why that would happen the older you get either. I don't understand. Why would that make a difference? Uh, maybe some more sedentary lifestyle or something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I had something earlier this year. I, um, uh, I, had, I thought I, I was in the garage um, welding, and I thought I got a piece of hot metal in my eye. And I, I saw this kind of streak in my eye, my vision. I'm like, oh, it didn't hurt. So I you know, called up the doctor, went right away, and they said, looked at can't see it. Go to the eye clinic, you know, first thing Monday morning. So I walked in. Hi, I need, I got something like a spider web mine. I went, no problem. Signed this thing up. 20 minutes later, went in, got the eye drops on. And then came in, and they looked at my eyes. It was great. There's Iranian, uh, English Iranian doctor. He looks at me and goes, yeah, you've torn your retina. And I went, oh my what? god! And he goes, it's normal. What happened is your eyeball is shrinking, you know, oh, okay. and your fluid is kind of drying out, and then it just pulls yeah. away. Really? And I'm like, oh my god, you know. And I'm like, well, I, I keep thinking there's hairs in my line of sight. I got that right now, actually. <laughs> and uh, he says, eventually, what happens is in little floaters. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what happens is it'll eventually. Just some people get it. Everybody gets it. You know, some people more than others. And he goes, if you start seeing like flashes of light, or you know, you see uh, like a, a curtain coming up from below. Come back right away. Yeah. And I went, okay. And um, so I said, well, will it ever go away? And he goes, you just get used to it. And what's happened now is... <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you filter it out. Yeah, what happens yeah. is it's yeah. actually gotten less than it was. And um, it's, it, it heals up and, and... Oh, it does. And, yeah, it eventually starts going away a little bit. It doesn't completely go away. You just kind of get used to it. But it definitely, it's not, it's not how it was before. There is one blessing in the whole deal because where we live across the, the lake, there's a beach. And they've decided across, and it's a, a, not a very big lake, so I don't yeah, I remember I was out there. I was out yeah, there. you were yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they've decided now. The people that go there decided that's a nude beach now. Sweet. So there are guys. <laughs> no, not women. Guys. It's all guys. <sighs> so these guys went around, and Kathy goes, "Look at those fools!" And I'm like. Sorry, I can't see that far. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a blessing. You know, that, uh, good, I don't have to look at that. I, <laughs> you know, it's funny, my, my son, it's been so hot in, in London that he just, he, you know, he, we get him in the bath and put on this thing called Hydromol, uh, which, you know, moisturizes the skin. And um, the uh, um, then we, we put him in bed. And he's like, well, I can take my shorts off. So he takes his shorts off. He just lays in the bed naked. And so we read to him every night. And um, <laughs> about a week ago... He's listening to this. Well, yeah, it was like last week. He's listening to this. And I'm kind of, my, my wife's talk, you know, reading, and I looked over, and he's got both hands on his cock while he's listening to the story. <laughs> and I went, I go, bam, bam. Time to suit up, please. baby. You know? He's like, what, daddy? You know? It's, I'm like, <laughs> well, at least, he, at least he's not tugging on it yet. Right. No, that's true. That's true. And I told the wife, I go, we, you know, our house, we have a two-bedroom house. It's got one and a half bath. We've got a cellar, a little loft space. we got a garage out back. It's really small, mm-hmm. but it's in, and it's a semi, it's an end of terrace. We share a wall with our neighbors. Right. But it was built in 1873. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, we, I've done a lot of work on it and got that together. And I told the wife, I said, look, it's two bedrooms now. 
And so we eventually have to, you know, go up into the roof and build a loft space. We'll mm-hmm. probably do an ensuite bedroom. And um, so we can have him there. Right. And she's like, why? And I go, well, when he's 16, do you really want to be laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, ceiling and hearing this? <laughs> you know? And she went, oh, my God, it's disgusting. I go, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's, it's completely true. normal. You just have to, you know. Get upstairs. Yeah. You know, yeah so no, not, we, we can put internet blocks on it. It's, it's, it's going to go, you know. Matter of fact, he'll start thinking about it when he's 13, which makes you worried about Barron Trump. Because Barron's in the White House all his yeah. own. He's 13 years old. He's probably on... On the internet, <laughs> looking for nasty girls and going, oh, oh, oh dirty girl, dirty. Oh, it's my mom again. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Marla Maples. Oh, oh geez. Get to look at all his, all his dad's ex-wives. And... Oh, God. What are there, about five of them? Oh, He's been married a few times, that boy. Well, you know, the whole thing with, you know, Jerry Epstein's claiming that he, oh, uh, he introduced um, uh, Trump to uh, Melania. Uh, and oh, I said, he is? I, and I, he's saying he did. And I said, well, actually, I think what happened was Trump was the highest bidder. Uh, <laughs> possibly, yeah, and, he, and he outbid Clinton. <laughs> possibly <laughs> again. See, that's I like that kind of story because I'm. That's where I am. I, I'm not. I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I just kind of look at both sides and go, "Are you people all crazy? Hmm. I mean, what is wrong with you?" Well, you know, the thing is, is I have my issues with the current administration, and somebody said, yeah. "Oh, you probably miss Obama, man. You, you, you bed wedding, snowflake, or whatever." And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, look, you know, I, I voted for uh, Obama twice because I wanted to be on the right side of history, and then, but he, he didn't do many favors. I mean, uh, no. he, he put in the uh, the FATCA law, which is essentially taxing all the expats living abroad. And as a result of that, Americans were giving up their citizenship right and left because yep. their tax bill was forty to eighty thousand dollars more a year because because oh, the government was broke and they were trying to generate income. Yep. And that's what one of the reasons was. And I've, I mean, I, luckily, I've been filing every year, so I didn't get stuck with the grandfather clause. But there were people who had to pay thousands and thousands that's because terrible. of that. And so when Trump got elected, we all thought, oh, my God, you know, he's getting rid of all the Obama stuff. He'll get rid of this, right? Right. And no, no, nope. he kept nope. that one in. You know, and the ACA, I, I love it. I, uh, there was a lady in line with me at the uh, immigration. And um, a nice gal, you know, when she, they adopted a couple kids. And, and, and so we're talking a little bit about that. And uh, I said, well, we have, you know, have health care in, in the U.K. And she's, well, it's not free. I'm like, yeah, but it's it's a lot less here. She's like, I know the Obamacare really screwed us over. And I said, yeah, the Affordable Care Act wasn't very fair for a lot of people. She goes, yeah, that Obamacare. And I go, it was the Affordable Care Act. It was. Yeah, the Obamacare is just a way of like throwing a slang into this thing. But they all called that here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they so um, and she's like, well, I can't have yeah. this, can't have that. Cause, and I said, yeah, I'm, it's too bad because I think because he had a Democrat majority in the House and Senate, and the first two years, he just said, right. We're going to go national insurance right now, right? You know, and you can subsidize it. There's like in the UK, we all we all pay for national insurance, right? But you can pay for private insurance to top it up, and um, yes, so right. essentially jump right. the queue kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, for depending where you live and what you want and everything else, right. and and also helps with some of the medications. Should you get some something really bad, you don't have mm-hmm. to wait this or so. Um, but still. And even then, I mean, a friend of mine, I said, he, he's on BUPA, they call it, B-U-P-U. And I go, how much is your top up? And he goes, oh, it's, it's like 100 pounds a month, you know. And I'm like, so what do you get? And he told me. And I'm like, man, you know, I wish Americans would understand that, all right, you're going to get this tax. It's going to be less than what you're going to pay for your insurance you're paying now. Right. It's a full coverage thing. No, you don't get dental. Sorry. And then, but the other end of that is if you want more than that, if you want to guarantee you're going to get this, this, and this, then you pay on top of that, yes. you know, a, a couple hundred bucks a month. So all in all, I mean, because my accountant worked it out. He goes, well, what are you paying? I said, well, it's 8 to 11% of my net income. So he sat there with the calculators here in the U.S., and he just kind of like, and he goes, oh, my God, that's 
that's less than anybody pays here. I'm like, yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I don't want to be high and mighty. It's just kind of, you know, we're the richest, most powerful nation in the earth, and we can't even take care of our own people. People have to make the decision about should I live or should I have a place to live? Yeah. You know, and it, further, right. and it further puts a separation of wealth. So if you have a lot of money, you can afford to get all the coverage you need. If you have a really great job or you're making the 250 grand a year or more, you know, you're going to get all the coverage you need. And if you don't, then you have to like, okay, I got this and this, and then I have to go into mm-hmm. Medicaid. So Medicaid, you know, and that's a hoop to jump through. and doesn't necessarily guarantee everything. Oh, I, we got to take a break, <laughs> but I'll come back and talk to you about being on Medicare. I'll tell, I'll tell Medicaid. No, Medicaid. Oh, oh, Medicare is what I'm on now, yeah. and it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah, totally. We'll be right back more at Dayfold. And make me just happy as hell. All <laughs> we'll be right back. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Hi, it's Tom. After achieving my goal of losing 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy brothers and the amazing staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I'd like to encourage you to let Nutramost help you shed those unwanted pounds, too. Besides eating fresh foods, another one of the reasons that the Nutramost weight loss plan works so well is the one-on-one coaching that you receive. We all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, how long have you been trying to lose weight on your own without the help of a coach? When you have someone keeping you accountable, it makes achieving your goal so much easier. Make a commitment to your health and let Nutramost help you with your weight loss journey. I encourage you to schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, June 24th at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Call now, 763-333-7337. Cassie's rocking out today. It's Friday, man. Dr. Feelgood. There you go. You know what? I am... Uh, there's a really great music festival in, in the Netherlands called the Lowlands Festival. And it's called that because it's behind the dikes, so it's below sea level. I love oh, that cool. place. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it was, um, they sell 55,000 tickets in three and a half hours. And the headlining band was the Foo Fighters. Oh, oh God. Cool. And because I was gigging there. And, <laughs> we had sick, yeah, it looks like yeah, David Yeah, that's what reminded me of it. So I was gigging there, and we, um, uh, on Sunday, I went into... Um, kind of the artist section where they had all the meals and stuff and they had a little paper sign up that says Foo Fighters Crew and I thought, oh wow, the crew from Foo Fighters is here. So, no, it wasn't Foo Fighters Crew, it was Foo Fighters and Crew. And Crew. And I walked in and there was Dave Grohl like five feet from me. <laughs> and I went, there you go. Dave, and he went, hey, how you doing? And he's just like the nicest guy you've <laughs> ever met. That's what I've understood. He's just, uh, we talked for like 20 minutes and, and um, yeah. yeah, and I said, well, I'm a little lagging, blah, 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 you can't get good whiskey here. You know, he's like, oh, it's too bad, you know, and, 
and I talked about, yeah, I, I did this gig on the south coast of England, and, and uh, I, I rolled my motorcycle down. I didn't think I was going to make it back, so the, uh, the act started giving me uh, um, Jaeger bombs. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, God. Yeah, when I'm fading, I have my crew just hand, start handing me shots of Jaeger. Can't do stage. it, man. Oh, I can't. No way. I can't do it. I tried that once, and... I don't have that shirt anymore because <laughs> acid from the bomb vomit right through it. Um, so you're going to tell me about Medicare. Okay, so here's what happened to me. So so Trump becomes president, and he lowers my, my income tax by, what, 3%, something like that? Mm. I think it was. Lower 3%. Mine went up, by the way. Uh, well, he uh, also got rid of salt taxes, state and local taxes. You can't write those off on your Fed yeah. anymore. Yeah. So I'm actually paying more. After he cut my taxes, I'm actually paying more because I can't write off yeah. my state and local taxes. Why do we do? Why do we do that to people? Go look at this tax break. That's, I'm paying more, not less. Yeah. You're lying. That's just how that is. I, I don't know. The, the whole thing with politicians, it's all about making money now. They don't. They're not serving us. I, I bring up the fact that that uh, 60 years ago, when I was in second grade, something like that. I remember a guy. That's came back to when the, the natives were still. They yeah. This, yeah. Well, the the airplanes in 1776. <laughs> um, but they came, This the local politician came in. His name was Joe Greenstein. He was an alderman in North Minneapolis, where I grew up. And he came in and he talked about the fact that the most important thing for America right now. So this would have been 1958. Most important thing for America right now is we have to take care of our schools, our health care. And this is what the three things we're doing right now. Yeah. We're going to take care of that 60 years ago. Had, haven't done a thing. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, 60 years they've been telling us they're going to do this, and they, they have, still haven't done it. We know it's state of Idaho, and I love Idaho because it's, yeah, it's, it's full of weirdos. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had all the money in the world, I'd probably live in Mont- western Montana. But, the, um, but north Idaho, it is what it is. And I tell people, like, what's it like? And I said, well, all the laws there are... They all sound like they were drunk around a campfire. <laughs> Pretty, they probably were. Yeah, and they said, yeah. "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if 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 you could like carry a gun on school grounds?" Oh, yeah, let's do that. You know, and the other one is when I was home in March, um, taking care of some stuff. There was a law that came up. They were trying to, to raise the legal age of marriage to sixteen, and the law failed. Raise it. Yeah, that's what I went. <laughs> raise it? And, my raise lawyer, it? and I said, well, what is it now? And he looked at me like I was an idiot. And he goes, well, it's, it is what it's always been, 14. And I said, why is it 14? And he goes, well, their idea is if it's 14, it will stem uh, teenage pregnancy. Because, you know, they'd be, look, if you got a girl pregnant, you got to marry her. You know, uh-huh. she's only 14. doesn't matter. You can still do it with consent from a judge and or the parent. Oh, God. And also, they tried to bring a law in that said that if a child died as a result of neglect brought about as a result of uh, um, religious beliefs, mm-hmm. they were trying to say, you know, the parents can be prosecuted under uh, for and be charged with manslaughter. Mm-hmm. And that bill failed. Oh, no. Can't yeah. have that? More, more, oh, I see. More okay. children... Die in Idaho because of religious neglect than any other state. In really? The yeah. There we had like I thought there was Utah. No, 153 have died. Really? In, in Idaho from religious oh, neglect, God. and the parents were never charged because it's their religion. I'm like, what, what are you eating them? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never understood that. I grew up Catholic, right? Oh, but, and I got in a lot of trouble. Not actually worked on, again, second grade, same, same time. We were sitting in, in catechism class because you, you have to. You have to and I was raised Lutheran. I don't know what catechism is. Yeah. yeah. So we, you go to confession first, and then you go to communion. That's how it works in the mm-hmm. Catholic Church, right? So I'm sitting there, and the priest comes in, and he's doing a speech about how 
we you you need to understand now because you're old enough you'll be going to confession and when you're in the confessional you need to understand that the the priest is a direct conduit to god yeah and i said no he isn't oh god did i get in trouble man they didn't want a seven-year-old kid saying no he's not but if you do a seven-year-old kid's like no come on right here i've never understood this about religion shouldn't religion be all happiness yeah, it should be like, you know... You, it would be I, great. I love you, I accept you, you, right. you, you know, yeah, I forgive you. My wife was raised in, uh, in Catholic, as a Catholic, and um, and she said it's the marriage won't mean anything unless we're married in a Catholic church. No, right, right. And yeah. um, so we yeah. met with, we found, a, we found a priest that would um, marry us, Father Sean. He's Welsh and, and campus tense. Um, yeah, gay as hell, right? So, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, right. he was great, and and we said, hey, can we do this? And he's like, well, we need a dispensation from the Pope of all this and that, and we need this, we need this, and two hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> and I was like, done, right? And he, and he was great. He was really great. So we, you know, and one of the things was, and we had this piece of paper, and he says, well, the deal is, I can marry you in a Catholic church, as long as you promise that you raise your children in the Catholic church. Yeah, right. And right. Uh, and and my old joke was always, I. I have no problem with that as long as you promise me you keep your fucking hands off. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that was the other thing too is you know people ask me like, well, you got your son, you know, where you live? Because I live in this place called Kingston upon Thames, and it's in, in London. It's a royal borough, and the um, and I was like, well, what's your neighborhood like? I go, we got the. I said, well, we got a mosque like two blocks down. Uh-oh. And 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 my friends and I are like, really? I'm like, yeah. Like, Aren't you worried that you know they're going to try to turn your son or something? I'm like, no, I'm not worried about the mosque two blocks down. I'm worried about the Catholic Church two blocks up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. you know, it's cause. I mean, the mosque guys are great. They're, they're most of them are, are Moroccan, and yeah, um, right. and a few Pakistanis. But right. they um and they have a market on Saturdays, and they know me. I come in, you know, Assalamualaikum, Assalamualaikum, Galad, and you know, buy strawberries from them, and yeah, they're they're great. Yeah, yeah, I just super nice guys. I've never understood why it is that we want to. Uh, you need to be punished for your for your behavior. I thought I was here to, for you to make me happier and give me some stability, guidance. And, and none of those guidance would be good. Yeah, don't but, kill people. But no religions do that. <laughs> yeah. They all get violent as hell and they do this. I, I've never understood that. And, and when you break it all down, uh, how small the, the small the tiny problem that this is. God basically, you took a one letter out of good, and there came God. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's just good, right? Right. But it's not all good. And then the really moronic part to me is really de-evil, the devil, de, and then evil. Yeah. And nobody can figure that out, apparently. So it's good against evil. It's not that hard, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just in, it's infantile, actually, but people just don't grip that. Oh, you don't believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God because goodness is a good thing. God, you know, I'm not a religious yeah, guy. Yeah, but you don't want duh evil. I don't want duh evil, <laughs> man. I don't need duh evil with me. I had me. a guy yesterday at work. I'm going to start my shift. I'm a state employee, so I have great health care, by the way. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we'll get to that, too. i got to tell you about Medicare. I forgot. Um, <laughs> he's getting off his shift. I'm going to go on my shift. And he looks at me. He goes, do you believe in uh, the devil? Or No, he said, do you believe in hell? And I just got to stare at him for like 30 seconds, and I went, you know, I don't discuss I don't discuss religion with anybody. No. And I was born and raised Catholic. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I said, 
And he was like, oh, so you don't... Dis-. And he turned his back to me. He just started mumbling to us. Oh, so you don't discuss religion with anybody. Oh, so you... <laughs> and he just kept going to the point where I almost left the area we were both sharing. Because it's like, dude, I don't need move this. on. No, yeah. it's true. Well, see, you know, it's like um, atheists come to me and they go, do you believe in God? And I go, um, have you read Thomas Aquinas? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, we can't have this discussion. No, exactly. Then, you know? And they're like, would you believe me or not? I'm like, look, I, I already asked you, have you read Thomas Aquinas? I'll discuss the ontological argument with you. I'll discuss mm-hmm. the cosmological argument with you. You know? A, a good friend of mine, Michael Smiley, is an amazing actor. He, um, he, he, he was talking to a friend of his, and he goes, yeah, I had this dream last night. And uh, I was talking to God. And, I, and he was, we're having a nice discussion. And I asked him, I said, so these, uh, these atheists, do you like them? And God said, oh, I love them. Because all they do is just talk about me. <laughs> that's pretty much true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, they won't stop talking about God. That no. is a fact. I, I don't know. So Medicare. I was going to tell you about Medicare. So I've uh, been paying in, into Medicare since I was 16 years old, like everybody else. Or, you know, and they're sure they were surprised you, know. you lasted this long. Yeah. yeah, my, no, yeah my dad told sure. me that when they set the retirement age at 65, yeah, at, when they did that, I can't remember the year, the, the, the average lifespan of an adult male was like 63. Yeah. So they figured, we'll never have to pay out on this. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So I pay in all those years, and then I get uh, on Medicare, you know, like last year mm-hmm. or six, five, five, six months ago, whatever it is. So anyway, I get on Medicare, and I get my first bill. Um, and my, my life insurance was costing uh, – I mean, excuse me, my health insurance – Private health insurance was costing me about eight hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's how much it was cost. It cost mm. about ten thousand bucks a year. That's just how much it was, right? Which I always thought was pretty ex- a high number. Yeah. So I get my deal back, and, and my first bill was for one hundred thirty-seven dollars. I thought, God, this is phenomenal, because it, and then you you got to go get supplemental plan, Part A and Part B. Oh yeah, that's right. And yeah. then you have to pay for that too, and then they find out your income. I pay. A little more now than I did for private health insurance. <laughs> How great is that? You it's, know, it's a, a fr- I just happened to a friend of mine in Idaho. Uh. He he inherited all this land and, and its oil well, so his income drops up, goes up and down. And oh, he's, yeah. he's, now he's on Medicare. And um, so anyway, it, what happened was he there's something the, the price went up, so he started making more. And they went back and they looked at his his um, uh, his earnings and went, oh, you earn too much. And so, and you use, and you have the insurance thing. And he goes, yeah, but I didn't use it. Yeah. And they said, yeah, but your tax is now $55,000. And he goes, I've, he goes, I've never paid that much in my life. Why is it 55000 And they're like, well, because you made too much money. Oh, so yeah. you have to pay yeah. back the money that you got to reduce in this. And I'm like, oh my. And he's like, he was just absolutely furious. Yep. And for me, it's like, you know, I'm trying to sell some property in, in, the UK, in, in, uh, in Idaho. And, and, and my accountant goes, well, you're going to have to pay this much. I'm like, well, why, my God, why is it that much? And he goes, it was great. He goes, well, you've been essentially for the last 12 years kicking a turd down the road. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and once you sell the property, you've got to pick it up. It's just amazing to me because FICA is at what? Is it 4% still? It was at one time. Hmm. The FICA, I think it was like 4%. It's probably more than that now. But when I figure out how much money I paid in to – to Medicare supplemental insurance, you know, and all the rest of it over over fifty years, I lost money like a mad. Man. Oh, if you would just that was some of the arguments from from the um, uh, the so called fiscally conservative Republicans. Yeah, we're like if if we just give you the money back, you can invest it and you'll make more money off the back of that. 
And you just kind of go, yeah, but you know, Americans are not very good with that. <laughs> no, they're not. It's never been a matter of like, this That's is the true. money I was going to put into Social Security. Now we can invest in, ooh, what's that shiny thing over yeah. there? <laughs> ooh, how much is that whore? You know, one of those things. <laughs> so we well, just blow it and then go, right. I guess Social Security. I'm like, oh, that's right. I was supposed to do this. Yeah. You know? And now that's when right. they were coming out, was it last year? We're going, well, you know, Social Security is an entitlement. You know, it's no. A, it's a, but no, I paid no, into it. I expect right. to get that back. It's my money, but you're never going to get it back. Yeah, well, you and I you're never, never going to get it all back now. No, God, no. there's no way you're no. going to get that back. But you know, it's um, I told my wife, and because um, we don't really, we have like a pension thing there, but it's not much. Mm-hmm. And because I get, I'll get Social Security when the time comes. And I said, well, if I draw it at this point, this and that, but then you won't get the death benefit. And then her ears perk up. She's like, uh, death benefit? <laughs> <laughs> well, how much does that be? And then yeah, I keep my mind, I don't know, honey. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. Because we have life insurance on me, and if I if I cash it in, yeah. I, I get she gets 150 thousand pounds. And uh, I mean, just like like that, like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but the problem with like that's one of the reasons I want to keep some form of property here, and give it to my son because then the uh, um, inheritance laws will apply for him in the U.S., not in the U.K. Because yeah. the U.K. Yeah. it's three hundred fifty pounds per individual, and if you're married, it's seven hundred pounds, and in the U.S. it's eleven million. And, you know, and our house is worth eight hundred and twenty thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. So if my wife and I kick, kick you know, cack it. You know, anything past that, he's got to pay, you know, past 350,000 pounds, he's got to pay 40%. What? Yeah. I mean, it's, is there anywhere in the world that serves the people any longer? Nobody serves the people. Not even McDonald's serves people. No, that's true. <laughs> Shut down all the drive throughs because it's burning too much gas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's... It is great to see you again after five years. You got to get back here. More <laughs> you know than what? Five I, years. I am. I was kind of. I was bricking it a bit before I came here because I thought, you know, I've been working every weekend all over the world, like yeah, Oslo right. and Mumbai, and right. you know, everywhere and, and Munich and and um, and I think, well, I haven't worked at States. I mean, I really worked at States, and and this is this is a great club. I've been working for Lewis. I tell people I started working for Lewis when he first got here. Yeah, and he couldn't even that. pronounce his own name. I know. That's true. <laughs> he couldn't. So true. he. Um, yeah. So and then I then you realize and you just calm down and go no I, I've, I've got game and then it's been it's been really great and the crowds are um, oh, it's yeah. a good comedy crowd and yep. I'm working with two really great guys who was a, a Lester um, Lester and Brill yeah. Lester and, yeah and Brill and they're and they're just they're just amazing and so it just it's made me really happy and I and and because uh, most of like when I do shows at the comedy store in London you do 20 minutes and you got to step on the gas man because people paid essentially about 150 bucks for tickets and drinks and everything so if well, you're not funny they'll let you know oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and and so it's great to come back here and kind of play around a little bit and then I, I talk about my son on stage and I love talking about my son because people go I go yeah I talked to him I think oh, this is a bit this is a routine so yeah, I always bring a yeah. picture and I go that's him and then they're like oh my god right. And uh, matter of fact, there, in the front row, there was these uh, these uh, uh, these two lesbians, and uh, hilarious because one was laughing, the other one was just shaking her head at me. Oh god! <laughs> and, uh, but, but I got her in the end. And then when they left, they both hugged me. They're like, oh man, oh, you were great. They really hugged me. And I walked away, and I'm like, wow, I'm I'm getting old. I should I should really have an erection right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Dave Fulton, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tomorrow night, two shows at Acme. Great to see you again. You too, friend. buddy. You too, man. And I will not make it five years again. Yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, please. I'll be back. Please, because i got to take off more weight, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll bring you some back. stuff. I'll be whatever you need from, uh, you know, we get some, uh, we don't have Oxy. We have codeine with ibuprofen. And oh, all yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's true. We'll work it out. Yeah, cool, cool. Great, great. to see you. you have too. a great weekend. Thanks. Thanks.